This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics, delivering what they call the whole enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you? Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone, and with me as always is your co-host, Andy Hart. Good morning, Bunk Funkers! <laughs> if you're listening to this in the afternoon, or even the noon, turn or it the off. evening, you gotta turn it off. Turn it off, wait till the morning. Sorry, gotta wait till Pick the morning. Pick it up. First thing, start right there where I said that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Andy, uh, in the morning when the sun rises on a new day and you smell that fresh, dewy air, you know, you think about a lot of those scents, but hey, I can tell you one thing you don't want to smell. Two dead bodies. Oh, you do not. I mean, I wake up that way every morning, but you don't want to do that, Bunk Funkers. You don't want to wake no. up to the smell of dead bodies. No, don't be like Andy. Don't, you know. I have, a, I have a diffuser, and the only scent it does is dead body. <laughs> I don't know why I bought dead body oil. Rutting corpse, the new fragrance from Chanel. <laughs> Calvin Klein, corpse. <laughs> Uh, you know what and and, and you don't want to smell two dead bodies because that is what a kite flying young boy and or adult we I mean we'll get into it smelled one day uh, way back in the 60s in in Brazil and it's what led us it's 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 what led to the unsolved mystery that is today's topic that's right. One fine day, you're gonna <laughs> smell a dead body. Shooby dooby 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 doo wop wop. Um, today's episode <laughs> has all the best parts of the '60s doo-wop scene. Well, I guess I should say the '50s doo-wop scene. When did that song come out? Um, really early '60s. Yeah, I think that's probably a '60s song. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll figure that out. This is the lead mask case of, uh, I'm going to butcher this, 
Vintame Hill. Nineteen sixty-three. Oh, okay. I was right. Early sixties. The lead mass deaths of uh, Vintame Hill in uh, Brazil, near Rio de Janeiro, and uh, I, this was submitted to us by a listener. That's right. Uh, it was submitted from our friend uh, Megan. Peace hand sign emoji. Yeah, Megan peace hand sign emoji. Uh, that's Listen. that's Megan's legal last name, peace hand sign emoji. That's the name that I saw, and that's the name I'm going with, okay? You know, I don't know. All these people put these emojis in their names. I, do they want you to say them? Do they not want you to say them? Is that part of the username? Is it not? I mean, I don't know. I'm doing a little bit of a... Hey, Jerry Seinfeld, that's a free bit for you, buddy, in your next stand-up special. Yeah, if you contact well, me on uh, deal with these emojis, you contact me on social media. I'm hamburger Andy <laughs> Flame 100 eggplant uh, yep. splashing water. Mm, yeah, there it is. And I am Art um, Large Eye uh, Lady, kind of doing the shrug, uh, <laughs> skeleton, big fat peach, and then yeah. fuck cloud. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's my name. Well, you know, in both of our handles online, we've captured our complete essence uh, using yeah. the emojis. So, uh, but thank you to Megan Peace Hand Sign Emoji. Thank you, Megan. Uh, we appreciate it for sending this topic in, submitting this topic to us. This is a very fun unsolved mystery. Uh, <laughs> it involves UFOs. There's um, there's a very interesting and up to this point, you know, not covered religious acts aspect of a, uh, I wouldn't say small, but I would say sizable, I guess, religion that is uh, still continuing in Brazil to this day. And there's some, uh, there's some bizarre stuff going on here. Yeah, there's some interesting things happening. Um, and this is one I never heard of. So, Megan, good on you for uh, bringing this up. I never heard of this before. So if you would like to get right into the whole story, the whole enchilada on the lead mass deaths of Vintame Hill, um, you can look into the show notes and there will be a timestamp. Go ahead, scrub your audio player to when that timestamp begins and uh, you can go right ahead to the research because first, Andy and I have some things to discuss. We've got some housekeeping to take care of. A little bit of new business. You know, Andy, so many podcasts do housekeeping up at the top. Um, but, you know, and, and it's classic stuff, and we do it too. It's classic stuff like, where in the world is Mr. Bunker? <laughs> yes. You know, they're always doing that. Most podcasts do this segment, yeah. and we're you no go different. Listen to, you go listen to Call Her Daddy on Barstool Sports, and they're going to be, they do a segment called, where in the world is Mr. Bunker? They always do that. Uh, you go listen to Joe Rogan. He's got a section called uh, "Where in the World Is Mr. Bunker." Everybody, everybody's got one. Uh, you know, a, a Mr. A "Where in the World Is Mr. Bunker" segment is pretty much like a point in yeah. the movie. The point. Yeah. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. And uh, and we're no oblio. Different. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um. So, yeah, Andy, we received another postcard from Mr. Booker this week. Uh-huh. Telling us where he's at. Fittingly, yeah, he's in Brazil. That's right. But uh, I don't think he's too happy. He's been on a bit of a downward streak lately, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, and, you know, 
I don't know how much a believer I am in karma, but mm. I kind of feel like this is karmic energy catching up with him. Um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he made those kabuki puppets of us. Those Boonraku puppets, yes. Yeah, Boonraku puppets. I always get them mixed up. <laughs> uh, apologies to anybody who is Japanese, enjoys Japanese culture, or the theater in general. Um, and just apologize to all of the listeners. Look, really. uh, look Bugfunkers, I'm sorry that I exist. Uh, <laughs> believe me, nobody's more upset about it than me. Um, so ever since then, I, you know... There was like two weeks in a row where he was kind of kind of a jerk to us, and he was dunking on us. He he made build a bear bears of us. The build a bear, yeah, yeah. He he made those Boonraku puppets of us. He was dunking on us a little bit, and then you know last week he went to NASA and he did his creepy NASA camp. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he went to oh he went to the Chode. He went to he joined the Chode <laughs> Society. Yeah, instead of getting to the chat, he got in. To the chode. Um, yeah. I mean, so he's had a few things backfire on him lately. Yeah. And I think and yeah. I'm fine with that. And this week, you know, again, he's three, you know, three strikes. You're out, Mr. <laughs> B. So, uh, yeah, we received a postcard from him and uh, he went to he went to Brazil thinking he was going to go enjoy the the famous festival there, the famous celebration uh, the worldwide well-known celebration in Brazil, the Carnival. Uh-huh. And he, in his mind, and you have to understand, in his way of thinking, his demented train of thought, he might have thought that Carnival was just Portuguese for, like, carnival, and in that it was probably a gathering of the juggalos. <laughs> I mean, really, it's it's a mistake any of us could have made. <laughs> I, okay, I guess you can let it slide. That's easily a mistake Ass- any one of us Assuming could have made. that the Portuguese for <laughs> gathering of the juggalos <laughs> is carnival. Because <laughs> I think we all know that Portuguese speakers love the music <laughs> of ICP. <laughs> You've got all the famous... Brazilian, you know, you've got samba, you've got uh, some of the others that I'm forgetting, <laughs> and then you've got insane clown posse. <laughs> Classic. So he thought he was going to go see some clowns. Yeah. He thought he was going to get to go see insane clown posse and some of the other juggalo bands because it's not it's not just ICP. There's a lot of there's other people that fit into other brands of music that fit into the juggalo lifestyle. Right. And Bunker was. You know, what he does, he, you know, this is how he gets, he gets real excited about stuff and he started importing all this material. He, he, in the postcard, he details out how fucking painstaking it was to import like 80 gallons of Fago (laughs) into the Brazilian government, you know, and it, it, and, and, you know, he's importing all these hockey jerseys and like, you know, ICP and Juggalo merch and face paint and all this stuff and don't forget the drugs <laughs> that's right he imported so much so many whippets and so much nos and weed and meth i mean i don't know how you quantify uh is it a is it a barrel of meth is it a, a bushel a bushel of meth a uh i guess it's just Probably pounds. I don't know. If you go to your local meth orchard, I'll take a, <laughs> give me a peck of meth. 
<laughs> I don't think you I know, can do fall, a whole bushel. It's fall. You put the put the flannel on, put on your favorite pair of jeans, and just go meth picking with the family. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he imported so much drugs, so much like glitter face paint and like, oh, so many things. Um, you know, bikinis that don't fit correctly. Uh, <laughs> he imported a questionable tattoo stand, questionable tattoos, regretful tattoos, yeah. tramp stamp tattoo kits. I mean, so many things. Frankly, I'm going to go... To the regretful stand and ask for a tramp stamp. <laughs> and you'll regret it. And, oh, will I ever? You know, he imported all this stuff into Brazil and just to find out that, like, one, that's not what Carnival's about. And two, I don't even think it's Carnival season. I think Carnival got canceled because of the COVID. Probably. <laughs> I guess he just assumed that there was because, you know, the music of ICP is sort of like Bossa Nova. I mean, it's synonymous with that, Brazil. That's another one. Bossa so, Nova, Samba. Yeah, Bossa Nova. So he probably uh, just yeah. assumed there's an ongoing uh, gathering of the Juggalos in Brazil. Yeah, he thought maybe Bossa Nova was like new bass. <laughs> <laughs> Or like, I don't know, like Nova, like a fucking explosion, like a supernova. <laughs> Bossa meaning a boss. So a boss. Boss explosion. You know, and he's walking around. He's walking around Brazil. He's going like, whoop, whoop. Doing the classic juggalo call. And everyone's just kind of fucking looking at him. Like, what the fuck, dude? He's got this big fucking caravan of shit. All this Fago. These gallons of Fago with him. Drums of Fago. He's got like a rickshaw of shit he's carrying up and down the streets of Brazil, of Rio, saying whoop whoop at everybody. And they're just like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. It's bad. I mean, it's bad. He's pissed. Yeah, now he's stuck in Brazil. He set up a little uh, fucking stand where he's trying to hawk all this stuff off. Yeah. Pay money to get back home. I'm not fucking sending him money. Are you sending him money? No. You didn't Venmo him money, did you? No. Why would I have been money? He asked us for money. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we're not giving him any money. <laughs> surely, surely he can uh, introduce Detroit's greatest export, Fago, <laughs> to the people of Brazil. Yeah, you know, time for Fago red. to get a foothold. Yeah, it's 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 a good red is a good flavor. <laughs> yeah, I wish that all of Fago was only just the color, and that was the flavor. <laughs> Here's red, blue, purple. God, I can't remember the last time I had a Fago. <clears throat> it's it would probably be so sweet. I bet it's so sweet. Yeah, it's been a long time since I had a Fago too. Yeah, yeah. Man, I can't remember the last time I fucking had uh, a bushel of meth either. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I wore a humongous hockey jersey. Yeah, <laughs> painted my face. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I paint my face like a clown every fucking day because my life's a joke. <laughs> and it's a funny one. Uh, well, hey, that's where in the world is Mr. Bunker this week. He's stuck in Brazil. And you know what? We're laughing at his expense. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> if He needs to take a, two, a few lickings, you know? He gives it to us so hard. <laughs> so hard. Yeah. All the damn time. He's giving it to us so hard. We just want to lick him back a little bit. <laughs> 
Well, speaking of licking back, Andy, you know, we like to give back to the bunk funkers. That's true. <laughs> who, uh, who routinely tune in and, you know, they listen and they support and we appreciate. Oh, we appreciate all God, of our bunk funkers, but, you know, we appreciate. We appreciate these ones in a way, in, in a special way, by sounding the bunker alarm for for them. We <laughs> yeah. we have this piece of bunker technology, which is a, an alarm that plays a perfectly synchronized, perfectly synced up sound. Yeah, I mean it's pitch perfect. Yeah, uh, and and we play it for one lucky bunk funker each week, and this bunk funker, I believe, is an OG bunk funker who's been with us for a while. It's Zeke. Zeke. Uh, Zeke. 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 That's, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun a fun name to say like that. Zeke. <laughs> Zeke. Uh, Zeke. Uh, let's see. Zeke. Zeke loves to guess the episodes every week on social media. <laughs> yeah. The day before the episodes release, we release a little teaser image. Next, tomorrow in the bunker. Zeke loves to guess. The titles are the topic of the week. Sometimes he hits them right on the fucking head. Other times, Zeke, you've been a little cold, buddy. You've been a little cold. <laughs> Step it up, Zeke. Um, Zeke also, uh, his arch nemesis is ladders. So mm, be careful mm-hmm. on those ladders. Yeah. Bad but news otherwise, on uh, hey, Zeke, we appreciate you. So uh, we're going to sound the bunker alarm for you. Andy, you got a... Bunker alarm sound queued up here. Got it queued up. Okay, I'm just gonna punch it in here real quick. Okay, it's all queued up into the bunker system. Yeah, bunk tech. Bunk tech. The bunk bunk tech bunker alarm. Yeah. Um. All right. Here is the bunker alarm for Zeke. Here we go. Here. All right. Here we go. Perfectly synced up. All right. Wow, another perfect bunker alarm. Beautiful bunker alarm. Uh, thank you, Zeke. Um, if you would like to get your very own bunker alarm sounded just for you, all you gotta do is honestly like send us an email <laughs> Anything. and say you want a bunker yeah. alarm. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be you don't have to play coy. We don't do subtlety. If you want the bunker yeah. alarm, just write in and say I want a bunker alarm. <laughs> yeah. Uh and we'll uh we'll send us, pay it for you. Send us your C V and resume and uh we we'll we'll definitely <laughs> sound the bunker alarm for you. Um, you can email us mrbunkerpod at gmail.com find us on twitter and instagram at mrbunkerpod um, yeah Andy I think it's about time that we uh, we get uh, we get on we get on to uh, Brazil yeah we go to Brazil we're going to Brazil yeah we need to get we need to get on the road because that's a trip oh it's a trip it's like a 17 hour flight that's a haul that's a haul so uh, we gotta pack up and go and bunk funkers we got to take with us, just like Mr. Bunker did. We, we're, we're taking with us a whole package of the whole enchilada on the lead mask case of Vintame Hill. Oh, adio. Wow, wow.
Today, we take a little trip to Brazil to discuss an unsolved mystery, which, at the time of this recording, is over 50 years old. Two men found peacefully dead atop Vintane Hill in Brazil. Who brought about their death? And what's the deal with these lead masks? Art, it's 5,280 miles to Rio de Janeiro. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing lead sunglasses. Hit it! Oh, 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 all right, Andy. On August 20th, 1966, a young boy was flying his kite on the winds above Vintame Hill in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. When he started to smell the sickly odor of death, came across two dead bodies. Now, here's the thing. Some sources say this wasn't a young boy flying a kite but an 18 year old which is not a young boy that's a teen that's a young adult oh look we want kids to grow up so fast 18 (laughs) is very young 18's young but it's not a young boy that's nearly one third of my age you're telling me that's not young (laughs) well here's the thing another source claims this boy wasn't flying a kite at all but was out hunting birds so right off the bat this story has some wild twists okay Who is this young boy adult? Was he flying a kite or was he hunting birds? Was he hunting birds with a kite? What kind of Brazilian kite hunting weaponry exists? And perhaps, Andy, this is the real mystery. But hey, that's a story for another time. So anyway, this young boy adult runs back home and we're assuming the thrill of discovering two dead bodies caused his adrenaline to run and his sprinting probably made for some very sweet kite moves. But anyway, he tells his parents, who waste no time notifying the police. But due to the rough terrain of the hill where the bodies were, the police weren't able to find them until the next day. And again, some sources say they couldn't find the bodies because it was raining or storming that night, making trekking up the hill and finding the bodies impossible. And on the next and on that next day, the small team of police and firefighters who tracked down the two bodies were in for quite a sight. And no, it wasn't that young adult boy's sick kite moves. Hey, they found a couple of dead bodies. <laughs> How's that for kite moves? Yeah. I'm working on a kite move. <laughs> Bob Seeger. <laughs> Bob Seeger loves kites. <laughs> the bodies rested next to each other, partly covered by grass. One source says they were neatly resting on some tree leaves. Each one wore a formal suit and a waterproof raincoat coat uh over over the suits uh but even weirder were the lead masks covering their eyes and to be honest uh you know if you look up pictures of these masks they're really more like sunglasses than masks in fact these masks kind of resemble the shades the optometrist gives you after you get your eyes dilated um but they were just kind of covering their eyes so there's no arms on the mask to connect to the ears but listen you know we get it The lead masks case sounds way better than the lead optometrist eyes dilation sunglasses case. (laughs) I don't know. It has a nice ring to it. Maybe it doesn't have a nice ring to it. The lead optometrist, the newest Marvel hero. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He's going to graphite crime. (laughs) 
Um, even weirder still was the lack of signs of trauma or any evidence of a struggle on the bodies. It appears that it appeared as though these men, if murdered, weren't done so in a violent manner. Art, don't most people describe having a conversation with you as nonviolent murder? That's right, Andy. My personality is grating enough that talking to me is actually considered murder in a few states. <laughs> Boy, I'll say. <laughs> oh, anywho. Next to the corpses, police found an empty water bottle and a packet containing two wet towels. A small notebook was also identified on which were written the cryptic instructions. And I'm quoting here, 1630, be at the specified location. 1830, ingest capsules. After the effect, protect metals await signal mask. End quote. This is obviously translated from the native language of the notes in Portuguese. But even in Portuguese, the grammar was odd, as if the note was written from someone else's dictation. Another, another note was found stating the following. Quote, Sunday, take one tablet. Monday, one tablet in the morning on a fast. Tuesday, one tablet after the meal. Wednesday, one tablet before laying down. End quote. And finally, a note with electronic equipment parts and an equation for Ohm's law, which obviously states that the current through a conductor between two points is directly proportional to the voltage across the two points. We all know this. We all definitely didn't fail high school physics class. We all definitely didn't fail because we body slammed the physics teacher through a balsa wood bridge, thinking he would get that it was a hella sick WWE move and should have played along to make the rest of the class cheer. Oh, I mean, of course not, Andy. We we all didn't lose a pinky toe, you know, trying to do a really sick Dale Earnhardt Jr. NASCAR donut spin in, in high school physics class with the mousetrap car experiment. Yeah, that we didn't. All, ha- we didn't all do that. No. Yeah. That's not what happened and, to all of us. Yeah. Anywho. Allegedly, the bodies were not disturbed by any animals either, which is, you know, peculiar, considering the amount of wildlife that would have had ample opportunity to take a nibble on their corpses. So the police, through their investigations and the items found on the bodies, were able to piece together the identity of the men and some of their last whereabouts. The men were electronic technicians named Manuel Pereira de Cruz, age 32, and Miguel Jose Viana, age 34 from the nearby town of Campos dos Goitacazes, which is in the north of Rio de Janeiro State. Uh, Not, you know, to be confused with Rio de Janeiro, the city. A few sources mention how both men were married and, you know, had young kids. They had families um, and were good friends with each other and business partners in an electronics company. On August 17th, Cruz and Viana left Campos dos Goitacazes by bus for the city of Niteroi, with the stated intention of purchasing electronics equipment for their business and renting a car. They apparently took with them a large sum of money. We're talking 3 million uh, cruzeiros, or, you know, 3 million Brazilian bucks. Uh, the bus reached Niteroi around 2 p.m. The men then went to go, to go purchase identical raincoats as it was raining that day. Oh, Art, let's get matching raincoats too. Aw. Aw, okay. Okay. <laughs> the pair then went to a bar where they purchased a bottle of mineral water. 
They also retained the receipt for this purchase. The waitress from the bar described Miguel as very nervous and noticed he frequently checked his watch. Then allegedly, they set out on foot up Vintame Hill around 3.15 p.m. However, other sources claim that they were driven to the foot of the hill by two other men who were never identified. At 5 p.m., a local boy allegedly saw the men sitting on a spot on the hill and thought, that's odd. So he came back the next day and saw the men lying in the same spot where they were sitting. He assumed they were sleeping and left. This was on Thursday, and the bodies were discovered on Saturday. As we stated, no obvious injuries were discovered on the men's bodies. A search for toxic substances did not occur. The coroner's office was very busy at the time. In fact, the freezer at the morgue where they kept the bodies awaiting autopsy was full. So when the autopsy was finally conducted, the internal organs of the two victims were too badly decomposed for reliable testing. And so ends the story of the lead mass deaths of Vintame Hill, which remains unsolved to this day. The condition of the bodies and the items found with them that raises a few questions, right? For one, what's the deal with these lead masks? Lead masks are odd because they're, well, like we said, they're, they're, they're more like lead sunglasses. Lead is often used as a shield against radiation. However, these masks were not large enough to cover their entire faces, you know, like a welding mask would or something. So what's their purpose? What were they trying to protect from their eyes? Well... Maybe it was aliens. <gasps> That's right. Perhaps these two men were attempting to contact aliens and were using the lead masks as protection from the radiant light of their spacecraft. Well, it was later revealed that a bright orange UFO was seen just days before the bodies were discovered. Uh, Senora Gracinda Barbosa Cuchino de Sousa apparently saw a UFO over Vintain Hill on the evening of August 17th. Senora de Sousa was highly regarded in the town where she lived, and many believed her to be a trustworthy person. She was driving home with her three children and saw an oval-shaped object of orange color with a band of fire around its edges. The object was sending out rays in all directions and hanging over the top of the hill. She and her children watched it rise and fall vertically for three to four minutes. She then told her husband about the UFO and went to check out the spot, but saw nothing. So a few days later, when the news broke out that these dead bodies had been found, her husband went to tell the police about the UFO, but they kept it a secret. When people found out the DeSouces had gone to the police with sightings of the UFO, they started reporting a similar sighting. Perhaps this was the alien spacecraft which the two men were attempted to contact. See, Cruz and Viana were both apparently members of a group of scientific spiritists. Now, spiritism, not to be confused with spiritualism, is a form of religion which is somewhat popular in Brazil even to this day. It kind of blends the lessons of the Christian New Testament, uh, Platonist philosophy, and life sciences. Spiritism, or espiritismo in Portuguese, professes that God had created a universe constituted of spirit and matter, and therefore of two worlds, the visible human sphere and the realm of invisible souls. Spiritists believe that you can interact with spirits, among other teachings. So Cruz and Viana were apparently attempting to contact extraterrestrials or 
extraterrestrial spirits using psychedelic drugs and possibly other means. They believed that this encounter would be accompanied by blinding light, so they cut metal masks to shield their eyes and may have died of drug overdoses. This is somewhat corroborated by the materials and tools needed to cut the lead masks found in Cruz's home workshop, as well as books on spiritism, with passages highlighted pertaining to, quote, intense luminosity related to spirits. Some sources say that all of the men who were into electronics or worked as electronic specialists in the district of their town were also really into spiritism and regularly attended seances. But Cruz and Viana were into even deeper secret sects of spiritism. Apparently, according to, quote, numerous witnesses, the two men took part in two massive explosions a few, month, a few months before they died. On June 13th, 1966, they invited a group of friends to the beach and witnessed a pyrotechnic explosion. This explosion allegedly shook buildings within 10 to 15 kilometers and shattered nearby windows. Locals described the explosion in a very similar manner to the UFO spotted by Senora de Sosa, in that it was a blinding flash which rose and fell and uh, looked like a flying saucer. The second explosion took place in Cruz's garden. It happened when Cruz was uh, configuring some electronic equipment. Their friend Alicio Gomez said it was part of a, quote, mystical esoteric experiment. Gomez, by the way, was a prime suspect in Cruz and Viana's death. And, but it is due to his testimony to the police that we know about their practice in spiritism. So were the explosion and the men's deaths linked in some way? Was this all part of some esoteric secret sect of spiritism attempting to communicate with aliens or other spirits? There's also the fact that the Brazilian Naval and Air Force Intelligence became interested in the men's death and all this UFO business. Apparently, on June 12th, the Navy's monitoring service had intercepted a strange conversation between three radio hams whose station prefixes were not and had never existed in the register of amateur radio transmitting stations in Brazil. The names were CKJ22, CK22, CKJ21. It's also interesting to note that these URH, unidentified radio hams, that is, were picked up the night before Cruz and Viana's beach UFO encounter slash explosions. Coincidence? Or are they related in some way? One other interesting piece of this puzzle to note is that Cruz and Viana were not the first lead mask death case in Brazil. A TV technician named Hermes died in a similar manner in a different hill, in the same area in 1962. He was also described as an avid electronic spiritist. Perhaps these guys were just straight up robbed. They allegedly showed up with like three million in cash, as we stated. And because the men's original intent or, you know, the cover up, I guess, is that they were going to go buy electronic parts. Where did all that money go? The bar uh, waitress who sold the men the mineral water said they uh, did look nervous and one of them kept checking their watch. Were these men waiting for someone? Is this related to the sources which claim the men were actually driven up the hill by two other men in a jeep? Now, allegedly, the bodies of Cruz and Viana were resting on a pile of leaves, which had to have been cut by some sharp object, but no sharp object was found near them. Did someone else cut these plants down, knowing that this would be their final resting place? Did someone tamper with the bodies? 
between the time they died and when they were found. Now, were these men possibly led astray or tricked by somebody who knew that they were really into esoteric spiritism and knew they would knowingly ingest some kind of drug or poisonous object in order to rob them? Now, supposedly, no plants grow in the area where the men's bodies were found. This really doesn't have anything to do with robbery angle, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> Maybe the answer is more simple than aliens or robbery. The newspaper Fujo de Sao Paulo published a statement by a self-described professor of yoga who stated that the local spiritist community would often take psychedelic drugs as a means of communicating with spirits. And it was his opinion that Cruz and Viana had died due to an accidental overdose. But what exactly did they overdose on? Psychedelics such as LSD take very large quantities to actually overdose on. Could someone have mixed in something more nefarious? What were the men on Vintane Hill attempting to accomplish? Were they trying to contact extraterrestrials? Were they performing some ritual for a secret scientific spiritism religion? Were they just flat out robbed and murdered? Did the orange UFO spotted near the hill where they died rob and murder them? Unfortunately, it is unlikely we will ever learn the truth of what caused the lead mask deaths on Vintane Hill. But we do know what happened to the listeners of Bunk Funker Hill. They were found comfy and satisfied with their lead-free sunglasses on, having just enjoyed a heaping helping of the whole enchilada. Hey, welcome back, bunkfuckers. That was our research of the lead mask deaths of Brazil. Vintame Hill. Vintame Hill. Um, let me just give a quick shout out oh. to my buddy, my friend who's half Brazilian. Oh. My buddy Eric. Which half? <laughs> Top or bottom? His left, his left half. Oh, left uh, half. Interesting. Yeah. Um, my buddy Eric for helping with the pronunciations. I know we probably still butchered them, <laughs> but uh, he did help, and he deserves to have a shout out. So. Yeah, thank you, Eric. I mean, you can only you can only do so much, uh, but it's appreciated. Yes. Um, Portuguese is a tough language, man. I mean, <laughs> he was, uh, you know, in Eric's own words, you know, Spanish can be a little rigid. Yeah, uh, but Portuguese is very flexible. Sometimes they'll uh, they'll roll a little bit here, they'll roll a little bit there, they'll throw an enye in here, they'll throw a tilde over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I know I know a little bit of Spanish, and when I say a little bit of Spanish, I mean like a molecule's worth of Spanish. You know the word baño? <laughs> Donde está el baño? Um, yes, but I could I know. Just you, you, if you know any Spanish, it's like Portuguese doesn't. It's similar in some respect, but obviously you couldn't. You couldn't like. You know, I can sometimes figure out Spanish from context. I don't think I can do that with Portuguese. Yeah, but I gotta hand it uh, to um, really both Portugal and Spain. Great job on your sausages. Uh, <laughs> Lots of delicious meat <laughs> products coming from those countries. 
Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've had some really tasty Iberian sausages before. Hamon Iberico? Oh, yeah, something baby. like that. Oh, this is now a sausage cast. Oh, <laughs> sausage party. <laughs> it's a sausage fest. Um, well, speaking of, I mean, Vintame Hill, it sounds like this is a real fucking sausage fest. Can you imagine? <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Electronics Spiritual Spiritism Club. Jeez, yeah, there were no women in that club. <laughs> Oh boy, Dork City. Womp womp. Uh, <laughs> God knows we would both be a part. Of it. <laughs> yeah, a part yeah, of it. yeah. After after researching this, I'm thinking about becoming a spiritist. Yeah, it sounds pretty neat. And you get to contact aliens and do drugs. <laughs> and apparently, you're required by law to be an electrician. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Show up and be like, hey guys, let's build a PC and then see if it'll communicate with aliens. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking about becoming a spiritist. Do you have your electrician's license yet? <laughs> the number one the prerequisite. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, look, um, I do everything else unlicensed. Why should electrical work be any different? <laughs> and that's the one thing, really. I mean, uh, electronics... You don't need a fucking training. Just get in there with a fork. <laughs> like I did when I was a seven-year-old. Yeah. That explains a lot. You ever do that when you were a kid? When I was a kid, I, I have a very, dis- like I have a, I mean, you could literally, no pun intended, say this memory is burnt into my brain because I remember being a little kid. Um, I think my dad left out a bag of tools, like a tool bag, and I had gotten into it. And I opened up something and it was like a, uh, some kind of, let's just say like a flat, like, like a, like a, almost like a flat Allen wrench. Okay. Um, type thing. And I was, I just fucking started poking it inside the outlet. Yeah. As and I, I got shocked. Yeah. And it fucking hurt. <laughs> I remember it went up my arm and, uh, you know, it, it makes your funny bone kind of tingle. It makes your whole arm tingle really. And, um, yeah, my parents were like, well, I guess you learned a fucking lesson. Don't play with the outlet. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess I did. Um, so you were seven years old when that happened. Do you feel like that was yeah. a dumb thing to do for a seven year old? No. Yeah. I feel like kids experiment with shit all the time that they shouldn't. Right. I mean, my experience with electricity is profoundly dumber in my opinion. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, all right. Cause I was a teenager and I used to... Yeah, I found an open socket. I just started sucking it off. <laughs> I just started jerking off into it. I don't know. I was a teenager. <laughs> no, the family computer at home, I used to, like, I would, like, sometimes, like... Fuck. Do work ins- okay. inside the case. You know, like, if it oh. needed to be, like... Okay. You know, whatever. Like, chain, like if something came loose or whatever, you know, I would be the one in the house who would who would fix it. And so I would like tinker around in there with the thing still plugged in and turned on. Mm. And so like Mm. I would finish, you know, you don't notice it right away, but then after you're done, like your whole arm is tingling and, you know, I was worried I was having a heart attack, Um, but it was probably just electrical. That's big dumb, dude. That's pretty stupid. All you have to do is turn it off and unplug it. It's not hard. Yeah, I am. uh, I like. 
I've built two PCs. <laughs> okay. Uh, not not to flex or not to brag. All right. When's know. the Spiritist meeting? <laughs> it's on Tuesdays <laughs> at 8 p.m. Uh, if there's cookies and coffee will be served. Uh, yeah, I've built two PCs and I bought the... Uh, actually, the... F- no, 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 I did. I bought the uh, the stupid wristband thing that, you know, they, they, people tell you you should, but, like, really, in reality, you don't. As long as you ground yourself to something when you're working in there with all the doodads, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, it's it's. I think it's less of a protection for yourself and more of a protection for the components so that you don't. Uh, it, you don't shock your CPU that you spent, you know, a lot of money on. <laughs> so I bought one of those. It's like a wristband that then has like a strap and then it pl- you cl- clamp it onto the case. Some some kind of metal so that it, it's grounded. Right. Um, and I went and bought one of those. So I'm very. I just I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm sensitive to that. You know? <laughs> I don't fuck with electricity. Yeah. You learned it the hard way. I don't like changing light bulbs. I could never be a fucking spiritist. A scientific spiritist, that is. Well, yeah, you could never you could never meet the electrician part of it. No, I, I tried to change a light bulb in my lava lamp <laughs> when I was like uh probably like fifteen or sixteen. Okay. And I think I like accidentally pulled the bulb off of the connector. Or like I I guess I just didn't know my own strength. I almost crushed that bulb. Yeah. You smashed the bulb in your hand. Is that what you're trying to tell us? I got shocked. I got like it, it like it sparked or it did some sort of thing. And from then on, I've just always been like, you know what? Let somebody else uh, change light bulbs. <laughs> so you don't change you don't change light bulbs now? You know, I mean, I can do it, but man, you must love these like bulbs now that last for like a decade. Oh, it's amazing. They last forever. You got LEDs. They never run out. Yeah, I don't I have no problem. I have no problem changing light bulbs or like doing like little things around the house. But, you know, I know some people who did, did their own electrical like wiring and stuff for things in their house. I would never do that because if that no, place burns never. down, people are going to be like, no. you idiot. You, no, yeah. you and you and I'm speaking as yeah. the insurance company in that scenario. The insurance company, <laughs> you idiot. You're not getting your money. Fuck you. Fucking idiot. Dumbass. No, yeah, you should 110% call an electrician. I mean, there's certain maybe minuscule things like you could you can take off a uh uh whatchamacallit? A uh, a switch, like a light switch, and like you know, you turn the breakers off and you can like if you have lights that flicker, maybe mm-hmm. sometimes it's the connection to your switch. Right. But really, in general, electrician, 100% licensed, insured electrician. <laughs> I mean, make sure they're a uh, spiritist as well. Yeah. Extra points if they like to talk to aliens. Yeah. We hope you're enjoying Mr. Bunker's This Old House podcast. <laughs> I'm Art Vila here with my buddy. <laughs> Andy, the uh, other old Boston guy. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the people that are on it now, but it's all, it's, I mean, just insert an Irish last name, I guess. Oh, yeah. They got like real thick, no, 
like That's... Boston accents here. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh yeah, you I'm gonna it. teach you how to change galvanized pipe in your basement to copper, and we're gonna put in a new water heater, tankless water heater, with a uh, PEX uh, bendable piping. It's it's incredible. You got trees and shrubs. <laughs> we're gonna pull them out. <laughs> And move them down the street. <laughs> put them in your neighbor's yard. Take the shrubs out of your yard. Put them put in them your in neighbor's, neighbor's yard. yard. We're going to move them down the street. Oh. Why are you moving the shrubs down the street? Get rid of them, this old house. No, no, no. You just keep moving them down the street. Eventually, you know? everything, will, everything will work itself out, okay? Yeah. <laughs> if you ever need to throw something out, you just move it down the street. You ever been to Cape Cod? <laughs> you ever had the chips? <laughs> the kettle, kettle cooked chips kettled, at Cape kettled Cod? Cape Cod? Come in the car. I got some chips. Come in the car. <laughs> Look, if you can't afford to pay us, I'll take a credit card. <laughs> and this is, I mean, this is a big thing. You know, we want to, we know a lot of kids listen to this podcast. This is a kid-friendly show. <laughs> Yeah. And if 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 one of the this old house hosts are ever trying to lure you into their car with kettle cooked <laughs> chips, don't get into an unmarked van with the this old house guys. Okay? <laughs> they're not gonna give you chips. They're not gonna teach you. They're gonna teach you. I mean, listen. You're gonna learn a lesson. They're gonna teach you how to they're gonna teach you how to solder a pipe, but it's gonna be a different kind of soldering. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a sexual metaphor. This is they're actually gonna <laughs> Recruit you it's for PVC. unpaid, it's unpaid PVC labor. Pipe. Yeah, they're gonna make you do PVC pipe work. I mean, you're gonna be fixing drain lines for a for a AC drain lines. You're gonna be fixing AC. You're gonna drain be in this. Lines. You're gonna be in the crawl spaces because you're small. You're gonna be in the sewer lines because you're small. Your hands can reach places they're big, gnarly hands can't reach. I mean, it's icky. It's gross. There's spiders. You don't want. It's not a good life, no. kids. Okay, and you become property of the show. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> the estate of Bob Vila adopts you as a ward of this old house, of his house. You become a ward of his house, House Vila. And if I swear to God, I mean, if there's White Walkers, you know, coming from Canada. And they come down over Canada and they invade Boston. You're going to have to go to war. I mean, House Vila is going to call on you as a ward of the house to, to fight the White Walkers. Bob, Bob Vila's preemptive estate. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth mentioning that he's is still alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he is? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. My bad, Bob Vila. Bob Vila is still alive. Hey, Bob, you want to come on the show? <laughs> hashtag let's get Bob Vila on the show Hashtag Hashtag Bob in the bunker Bob in the bunker uh, So anyway yeah this this episode's about Brazil <laughs> What? I thought this was about how to uh, upkeep your old uh, Victorian home You know I do have to give a shout out to this old house though It's fucking awesome it's I mean a good they program. do all Oh they do so much They do so much they really do Yeah Um but back to these. They need to masks. stop luring people though into uh, unmarked fans with kettle cooked chips, though. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta stop. Yeah, these lead masks. What's up with that? What is the deal? Um, I don't know. Um, hard to say. Isn't lead poisonous? Uh, I think 
in enough quantity, yeah. Yeah, you just don't want to ingest it. Yeah, I don't know that it's poisonous if you just hold it. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Just checking. I mean, there's... I just got a lot of... uh, I got a lot of lead lying around. Yeah, in your water lines and in the paint in your home. Well, that's always the thing, right? It was like lead paint. But maybe like for a brief amount of time, lead's okay. You know who could help you out with that? This old house. (laughs) Well, I can't go near them ever since... I mean, listen, I I maybe shouldn't say this out loud, but I I went AWOL from the house villa. Yeah, I got lured into the van with the kettle cooked chips. He had delicious jalapeno ranch flavor <laughs> and mesquite barbecue. Mesquite barbecue, I just couldn't pass it up. I prefer to call it ranchapino. <laughs> ranchapino. <laughs> um, for our non-US listeners, uh, if you have any flavor variation oh. in any product, there's always a ranch variety. Yeah. Well, they'll know ranch flavor in in Europe as American flavor. Yeah, yeah. it tastes like America. <laughs> and also, for all of our non-U.S. listeners, you just probably are going to have to Google this old house because I don't think they play it in Europe. <laughs> Sorry. This old castle, ye old castle. <laughs> it's, it's on public television here in the U.S., yeah, it's a public television channel where they just do like home improvement stuff and it's been running for a long time. Yeah. And they give great advice. I mean, they they really do. It's not like, you know, in in a world where everything is branded content and this old house seems like one of the relics of the past where it was literally just people trying to inform you. Yeah. On taking care of your house. Public television is great. Um you know, I mean, this is a mystery, but to me, I don't know, Andy. I gotta say, I think it's pretty clear cut, clear, clear cut, uh, clear, <laughs> clear cut. cut, clear cut. You think Pluck. you think that it's clear cut? Yeah, I kind of do, man. I, I don't know. You might see some. Uh, I think you're gonna see some uh, wild. You might need to put on some lead <laughs> headphones to protect against how fucking hot and bright. My uh, verdict's going to burn. Man, this is one of those where it probably wouldn't have been a mystery if they would have just examined the bodies with any amount of expediency, <laughs> right? Like, well, toxicology might have cleared up a lot of these questions. True. I mean, we would have known that maybe they ingested a poison, but then it's like, well, okay. I think, actually, I honestly, Annie, I might challenge you on that. Okay. I might think it's the opposite. I think toxicology might lead to more questions mm, because- we might know how they died but why were they doing that who put po- like if if it if it came out that they ingested poison then we would say okay did they ingest the poison or did someone else give them the poison yeah i think that it's still those questions still remain though oh okay <laughs> i think that you have you have more questions now because at least then you would know that they died because of poison. Yeah, I mean, there's literally, I mean, there's nothing. We have just no clue. Yeah, this is very, very uh, limited evidence on this, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those that's like unsolved and that's where it is. Good sleuthing, though. Good sleuthing. I mean, we got to give it up. Good sleuthing. Y- yeah, yeah. 
There's you know, uh, they didn't have any they didn't have any physical evidence, so they went out. They we got some uh, you know points of contact, some uh, people they were some you know we found out some of the stuff that they were into. Yeah, the police investigation seems pretty good here. I mean, as far as I can see, yeah, it's that morgue thing that upsets me. Oh, I know how upset you get by morgues <laughs> when they don't follow protocol. Inefficient yeah. morgues is probably my number one pet peeve. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you, you're always like, you, you, you kind of in your free time like to inspect morgues. <laughs> yeah, you show up to morgues, say you're a morgue inspector. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'll show up, and if stuff takes a really long time, I'll be like. Don't leave me out in the cold here. I mean, you're killing me. I'm dying. <laughs> one of the one of your actually one of your inspection points is you kind of show up and then you do like this really big over the top. Oh man, I'm getting pretty tired. I might just take a little snooze. <laughs> In the uh, the old uh, frost chamber here, ah, and you just—that's how you kind of get into the uh, yeah. Take a take a little snooze that yeah, way. Yeah, morgue inspector is a character I've been working on for a long time, and there's only one real way to workshop it, and that's to actually go to morgues. And uh, so I do a type five, which always ends in me taking a nap. <laughs> Well, you really knock them dead there, Andy. I mean, you really do. <laughs> yeah, people are dying to see my stuff. That's your audience, too. Like, your audience is uh, dead people. People too dead to... Uh... To heckle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they're dead... Or to leave. Yeah, if they're dead, they can't appreciate how bad it is. They're dead, they can't They uh, They uh. can't leave. <laughs> yeah. It's a real Hotel California situation. <laughs> Jesus. Um... What did you do to Joe Walsh? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just an ordinary average guy. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean All right. So well, of the 3, I guess, without maybe getting into verdicts, of the 3 kind of the, uh, the three, I guess, notions. There's that they were uh, trying to contact some kind of alien yeah. or spirit. Yeah. Or they were uh, possibly duped and murdered by somebody who knew that they were spiritists and would be willing to uh, ingest drugs and other substances. Where do you kind of lean on this one? Do you think they did it themselves or do you think that they were murdered? You know... I kind of am coming into this from saying that I think that they probably did it to themselves, but I think that there was probably uh, nefarious means behind it. Mm. I don't think that I think that they were uh, willing participants in their own deaths, but that somebody was stringing them along or something. I think okay. this is part of a scheme. Ooh. I think there was a little scheme afoot here. Ah, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I do. I could see that. I can mm-hmm. totally see that. Um, mm, I guess you should. I guess obviously, I've seen your hand a little bit here. 
Obviously, your clear maybe a little your clear cut doesn't include uh, the same kind of thing I'm thinking. What? You're not you're not feeling the same thing that I am. I guess is where I'm what I'm trying to say. Listen, here's the thing: you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know what I'm thinking. I'm an enigma. Okay, I'm very complex. Yeah, you are. I'm like a puzzle. <laughs> okay. Yeah, very puzzling. I'm chaotic. You don't know which way I'm going, all right, bud? Yeah. So stay out of my way. Yeah. Where are you coming or are you going? I don't know. Um, what was uh, I was going to say? So, oh, the explosions. What the fuck did these guys do? Uh, They're shaking building. I mean, this is like an M80 over here. What's going this, on? This is, uh, this is a big, uh, this is some kind of crazy firework. Oh, yeah. And it's being mistaken so, for a UFO, even? Someone called Bob Lazar because uh, yeah. uh, these guys, <laughs> yeah, this, these are his people. Yeah, this has Bob Lazar vibes. Definitely with this explosion and the electronics. Pyrotechnic enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Bob Lazar could be a uh, electronic spiritist. Yeah. That fits. Yeah, I wonder if Bob Lazar's ever considered that path for himself. Bob, have you ever thought about it, becoming a spiritist? Bob. Well, we'll talk to him later. Yeah, we'll find him later. <laughs> it's probably at the Bunny Ranch. <laughs> yeah, keeping things in line. Yeah, making sure the accounts are running. Yeah, he's in there working on the computer, QuickBooks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, what what were these guys doing? They're making all these crazy things, you know? Yeah. It almost does it seem it is it is curious, but does it seem more like just like pyrotechnics were like a hobby? Like they were hobbyist pyrotechnics? Oh, I don't know. It seems like they were really into it. Well, yeah, but I mean you could take a hobby really seriously. I mean Yeah, I guess you're my right. God, look at us. Oh yeah. That's true. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> we're living proof. <laughs> I don't know. To me, to me, it just seems it's hard to it's hard to know what to make of those pyrotechnics, right? It's like yeah, I can't help but feel like maybe the UFO that everyone saw, the Desosa that they saw, was maybe like and somehow related. But I guess they happened at different times, mm. which is interesting. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, although, you know, for the UFO, it's kind of like, well, there's like one group of people that saw it. And I think we know how these things tend to go, right? Is one person might see something and say, oh, look at this. And then, you know, especially when it's like a parent and children, it's probably easy to influence the viewpoints. So it's hard. It's hard to. I don't know. It's hard for me to give the UFO sighting a whole lot of like oomph here, to be honest, because it's so isolated. True. There's not there's not uh, a bunch of other reports before the DeSouza's come forward. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's not um, like people independently reported this, including the DeSouza's. And that's how they ended up with this thing. It's like it starts one place. Like it's there's one origin point, so that's it. Kind of makes me like how much, how much, how much credit do you give it? 
Right. I don't think a lot. Huh. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty cut and dry here, Andy, if you want to get to verdicts. I don't really have any other... I, it's It's a very... It's kind of just like a verdict. You just kind of got to get to the verdicts on this topic. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's not a whole lot to discuss because you then you're you're encroaching on the verdict, <laughs> the sanctity of the verdict. Um. Yeah. So I guess I guess in this verdict, we kind of have to we kind of have to consider what we think happened, right? Like that's that's kind of what we're throwing on plausibility. Are we gonna like? Oh, right. Or are we gonna go like? possibility by possibility whatever you want uh okay whatever floats your little boat um i'm always a fan of uh possibility by possibility uh so that everybody knows exactly what i think about everything because i feel like that's what people deserve yeah um so i guess uh what would be the first thing the first thing would be uh let's just say that they they died from a UFO, right? Like that's probably okay. the first first thing to say, right? Like yeah, they were trying to communicate with the UFOs. They did, yeah. And the UFO fucking killed them and took their money, right? Um, you know, on this one, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. Case closed. Okay. I mean, I don't think it was a UFO that did this. You don't. You don't think the UFO mafia showed yeah. up? <laughs> the, the alien, the extra ET mafia, right? Um, no, I don't think so. Whacked these guys. Look, for all I know, though, I'll say this: they might have been trying to contact extraterrestrials. I don't see a lot of evidence that says that that might not have been something that they were doing. So maybe right. they were. Um, uh, so I guess the next thing is, <clears throat> uh, let's see, the aliens, uh, we got that they were just straight up murdered. What's another scenario? Uh, that maybe they were just trying to communicate with some kind of spirit. Oh, like an overdose. Yeah. And they overdose a drug overdose. Okay. Uh, on the drug overdose, um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give like just drug overdose. I'm gonna go straight down the middle, plausible. And the reason that I'm kind of sitting there on the fence on this one is like, to me, it feels like these guys were planning something, right? Like yes. they were planning to have some kind of experience, uh, and. Maybe something got away from them. Like, it's possible to me. I mean, I kind of agree. It's like, well, what did they take uh, if they did actually overdose? But it's kind of an unknown because of the toxicology. So I'm just going to go straight plausible on that. Now, murdered, I'm going to give this plausible plus plus. Wowie. Wowie. Um. Because here's, here's how I'm seeing it. I mean, I kind of said this earlier. Like, I think that these two people were looking to have an experience. And I kind of feel like they got set up. And so I kind of feel like maybe they came into possession of some kind of, like, poison or something. Uh, or they did some, you know, like, 
like we said in the script, maybe it was like a, a cocktail of drugs that they yeah. that they took. And I think that they got kind of duped into actually possibly committing suicide and then got robbed of their money. Um, right. Like, I feel like maybe there's somebody or a group of somebodies who knew that the spiritist community was like into this. And maybe these two guys were like really into it. And so they get, were deemed kind of uh, susceptible to some kind of plot like this. And then they just, that's what happened. They maybe got, maybe got tricked into commi- committing suicide in a way, uh, trying to have, you know, like a cool experience on Vintane right. Hill. Uh, and then somebody robbed them of all the cash from their business. So plausible yeah, plus plus. To- just trying to trip with your bros and uh, yeah. you know somebody's got to be a buzzkill and steal all your money fair verdicts andy fair verdicts um so uh all right all right all right all right here we go so aliens uh were these guys contacted by aliens yeah. and murdered by aliens <laughs> uh case closed i okay. do not think that I don't think that that happened. I don't think that I think it would be fucking dope if it happened. Um, yeah, yeah, right. That would be that would be that's the one we want to be true, right? Oh yeah. Or that their their earthly bodies were left behind as their spirits were you know, ushered into a new plane of existence. Yeah. Um these guys got, you know, the the, the aliens were like, "All right, you guys know how to fucking party. We're taking you guys with us." Yeah. Going to Planet Burning Man, where you can wear lead masks and dance around in a raincoat and a, and, f- and nothing else. Formal attire. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, to you know, some dude who's doing like bossa nova fucking fusion music out in the desert. Yeah, while selling uh, grilled cheeses out of the his tent. I gotta tell you, sounds like a good life. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I want to go. I can't imagine either of us ever. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that either. Look, I don't like any kind of festival. I don't like crowds. Uh, I don't like the desert. Uh, I don't like being hot. Uh, I don't particularly enjoy music. Uh, I don't uh, appreciate drug usage or camaraderie or having a good time. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it sounds perfect for you. Yeah. I'm, you signed up for Firefest instantly. <laughs> I was one of the lucky ones that got a cheese sandwich. <laughs> you yeah, you took you took your UNICEF mattress. I got, got to meet Ja Rule. <laughs> ja Rule? Let's get Ja on the pod. What does Ja think about this? <laughs> Uh, could we get a uh, a sitcom starring Jaw Rule called Jaw Rules for Dating My Daughter? No. Jesus Christ. No. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. Nope. Yeah, I I could see CBS ordering a couple nobody, copies of that nobody one. Nobody wants that. Right after they uh right after they buy my pilot for uh Terminator two and a half men. <laughs> Chuck Lorre reimagines the Terminator series. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. My, my, <laughs> my dad is a real fucking loser. Uh, and my uncle is a drug-loving cyborg from the future <laughs> sent back to murder him. Shut up, Jake. <laughs> I'm going to go bang a promiscuous woman. I'll be back. <laughs> Hasta la vista, John Cryer. <laughs> hey, I'm the sassy housekeeper. You all better shut it up or I'm going <laughs> to... Shove this spoon of grits up your butts. She pulls out like a fucking minigun and just goes. <laughs> oh God, Skynet's attacking the Malibu home. <laughs> I've seen naked men before, but jeez. <laughs> well. Get at us, major networks. <laughs> we got yeah. a million of these ideas. Those are two fucking killer uh, pilots that could be on your desk. We'll write them. Jaw rules for dating my daughter in Terminator 2 and a half men. Okay. <laughs> what was I saying? Okay, I said case closed on aliens. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Drug overdose. Okay. Okay. Case confirmed. It was a drug over. <gasps> wow. Case confirmed. Here's the thing. There was another lead mask death. Yeah. So I think, and here's what I'll say about murder. I'm going to go with plausible plus plus on murder as well. Okay. But I'm not going to give it the case confirmed because of that other death. See, that means that there is somebody going around the electronic spiritist community and like, duping these people and killing them and like taking their money like you got to think that after a while these guys would get it well uh, you got to think that maybe after this one they'd be like ah oh, shit like they took all that money yeah maybe maybe but i think but you don't know. Believable. i mean sure but i think that like because there was another death these guys died they probably were just really deep into spiritism and did some kind of makeshift heaven's gate kind of thing where it was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to be the ones we're going to contact the aliens. Like huh. we're going to go up and do it. Yeah. You know, every four years, uh, we go and we do this just like the guy did four years before lead masks. They obviously have literature on it. Obviously it's like it's written. There's some kind of dogma around this. Um, you know, maybe so these guys build a bunch of things. They have a bunch of explosions. You got this weird, uh, these weird uh, unidentified radio hams. Could that have been them? You know, we don't know. I don't, I don't know what happens to the money. I don't know why they needed all that money. I don't know where all that money went. Yeah. I think it's, I think they picked the hills, like the other dude died on a hill. They died on a hill. Um, there's probably a reason for that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's high up. It's has some spiritual significance. Yeah. Uh, who knows what? Obviously, they died in some kind of nonviolent manner. There wasn't a struggle. There wasn't anything. 
yeah, I mean, that's what I think. That's I think it was a. I think they just overdosed on some. Obviously, they had to have taken something other than LSD because, you know, <laughs> to to overdose on LSD, it's like it's <laughs> it's. Wait, why, why are you laughing? <laughs> why, why so funny? What was that? What? Oh. Huh? Oh, never mind. I guess that's something that was happening over here. <laughs> I heard it sounded Andy, like a being... saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I think you're trying to contact spirits. I on love that when you started talking about overdosing on LSD, that you started playing a saxophone sound effect. <laughs> you know, LSD and saxophone music <laughs> go hand in hand. <laughs> Uh, but it's something I'm picking up from over here. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, apparently you're trying to contact uh, saxophone players yeah. on your end. Yeah. Saxophone spirits. I'm feeling sexy. <laughs> but, um. And sassy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh. I forget what I was fucking saying. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, those were our verdicts on the lead mass uh, deaths of Brazil. Yeah. Let us know what you think, Bunk Funkers. Use the hashtag. uh, Hmm. (laughs) Lead astray. Oh, okay. L-E-A-D. L-E-A-D. Yeah. I like that. Lead astray. Do you get it, Bunk Funkers? Did you get it because it's lead? Like the lead masks. Uh, lead astray and email us, MrBunkerPod at gmail.com, yeah. what you think, or tweet at us. Find us on Instagram at MrBunkerPod. Let us know what you think. Find us on YouTube, Mr. Bunkers Conspiracy Time. And log on to our website, Mr. Bunkers Conspiracy Time. Dot com. <laughs> now, Andy. Yeah, Art. Besides being a unidentified radio ham yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of unidentified ham in my uh, life. <laughs> radio or not, you've yeah, got it. Yeah, unidentified hams all over the place. <laughs> uh, What... Okay, so the f- little... little Let's do a little make up here. Let's okay. do a little make-believe here. Okay. If you were a race of alien beings, okay, and you were okay, and you wanted to have some humans were like, "Hey, we want to contact you. We want to join you. Mm-hmm. We are scientific spiritists, right? Can't get enough. <laughs> what, what, uh, what methods? What curricula? What, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what, what kind of, uh." Uh, gauntlet are you going to put them through <laughs> yeah. or where, what kind of steps are they going to have to take to contact you? So for example, mm-hmm. in the lead mask case, you know, it can be assumed that maybe they had to, you know, tinker with some kind of electronic device. They had to put, uh, they had to put these lead masks on their face. They had to uh, ingest some kind of drug or something. They were up on a hill. Maybe they had to build fireworks. Maybe they had to build fireworks. 
So what what would you do if you were a race of uh, alien being and you wanted humans to contact you? What steps are they going to have to go through? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the the logical place that I have to start here is is I got to decide what kind of an extraterrestrial would I be? Because I think that will ultimately inform the decision-making on what people have to do. And, you know, I I think we both agree that, you know, if you're going to be an extraterrestrial, you should be a cool extraterrestrial, right? Yes, like, for sure. I'm not, I'm not a gray. I'm not, I don't know, any other type that we know think exists you're not a lyrian i'm not a lyrian i'm not a vegan i'm not a uh i'm not a cat-like extraterrestrial uh i think for me i'd be a star baby uh (laughs) which is a gassy race of extraterrestrials uh that do fusion in their tummies by ingesting the matter around them uh star babies are essentially just Groups of uh, sentient red hot plasma, um, so they look lots of different ways. You know, kind of a shapeshifter in a, in a sense, because it's just red hot sure. plasma. Um, so, since I'm a star baby doing fusion in my tummy, um, I'm in order for humans to meet me, you got to bring your sunglasses. Number one, okay, because yeah. I'm basically a little star. Um, you also probably want sunscreen because again, radiation. Uh, and maybe a towel. You might sweat. I'd say dress for the weather because it'll be hot, hot, hot. I would also be highly okay. radioactive. Uh, so you probably <laughs> want to wear one of those bibs from your dentist office. Um, and then I think just to kind of just to kind of mess with people, just to be funny, I'd tell people to wear a cod piece that looks like a toucan. <laughs> But that's a requirement. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't be a lot of logic behind that one. I think people would sniff it out, but I think it'd just be funny. Two can beaks on the crotch. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So that's what I would do. Star baby. Fun. Star, Star baby. Just do fusion in my tummy. Fusing atoms. <laughs> Farting well, out radiation. Yep. <laughs> Just like a star. Jesus. That's very fun, Andy. I think uh, I think a lot of humans would hang out with you. You seem very rad. <laughs> you're very, very slurms Mackenzie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, star babies live to party. Wimmy wham wham wazzle. Uh, <laughs> Wimmy wham wham wazzle. I'm just so tired. Um... <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, that's... Yeah. So you'd come and meet Andy. me? Uh, Would you do the cod piece? <laughs> that's probably all I'd do. <laughs> well, your body's going to be burned. Badly. <laughs> but at least I'll look cool. Yeah, you will look cool. Until your cod uh, piece finally, catches on fire. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, I'll finally have a use for that toucan sand costume I have uh, stored in my closet. <laughs> but uh, for the benefit of the bunk funkers, it's not a full body toucan Sam costume. It's only the lower half. It's one of those where it looks like toucan Sam is carrying art. 
Yes. And Art always wears it naked. Well, I mean, it gets very hot in the costume, so. <laughs> yeah. You talk to a lot of mascots, uh, they're all naked. <laughs> yeah, on the, yeah, on the inside, we're all naked, just like mascots. Hey, that's fun. Uh, Bunkfunkers, let us know what what is your alien uh, gr- like meeting ritual? Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to make humans do to meet you? Um, let us know. Message us. Let us know. Uh, we'd love to share it on the show. Yeah. And hey, you never know. You might get a bunker alarm hey. out of it. And you never know. Maybe an extraterrestrial will see it and want to meet you because you seem cool. That as well. That as well. Yeah. Um, new segment to the show just added Wh- just now. What? What? I'm making I'm making an addendum. Oh boy, I forgot to bring up something. What? The notes. Oh, the notes. The notes did sound like they were written as directions uh, from somebody else, didn't they? Yeah, that's how I felt about it. Kind of leads it more towards murder. Yeah, are you starting to you starting to question that? No. It doesn't mean murder, but it definitely means that there were other people involved in some way, right? Like yeah. they were taking notes. Someone was like, "All right, you got to at 4:13, you got to or 6:4:13. 16:30, you got to be blah 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 blah. 18:30 and just protect the eyes, you know?" Yeah, I think it squares with your with your verdict and with my verdict to be fair. Um, because they could have been recording the instructions from another spiritist or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something, some nefarious third party could just be right. another spiritist and was trying to like help them through this. Like, Oh, you know, I know so much about it, but you guys are actually the ones who want to have the experience. Like, here's how you do it. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say in the addendum. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I was sorry, worried. Oh, you took me. You took me by surprise there. I know. I'm sorry. You took me by surprise. But, you made me realize. Oh, Artie. <laughs> well, hey, you know, addendums are rare, but they need to be added every now and then. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we have to make things right, and sometimes, well, <sighs> there's too many things we got wrong to make them right. That's true. Well, we should make it right right now by uh, ending the show here, Andy. So uh, for not the titular Mr. Bunker, but for my epistolary. (laughs) Okay. Co-host, Andy Hart. I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Hmm. What's a Brazilian thing I could say? Hey there, I'm Hannah and I'm Audrey. 
We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.